Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Border to Border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award-winning Wendy's Big Show. Wendy's Big Show. This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambo Leap, Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler. Wendy's Big Show, serving up hot and fresh, live from the Lakeland University studios. Lakeland University now offering co-op credit or work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. couple of things uh, to get into here before we get into our next topic. Uh, One of which I just saw tweeted out by Sporting News. Uh, You, Adam Roberts, uh, said earlier in the show that Kyler Murray's got a new deal with the Cardinals, an extension, Annual salary of $46.1 million for Kyler Murray. Uh, the Oakland A's payroll this year is $48 million. Oh, team payroll, $48.4 million for the team payroll. So Kyler Murray will make uh, as much as the entire athletics team makes, short $2 million an entire season this year. And they want a new stadium. Good luck. Uh, so there's that. The other uh, little news and note, as Tim Allen would like to say, Bob Nightingale, Odyssey MLB insider. The Washington Nationals have begun fielding preliminary offers for Juan Soto with seven teams already weighing in, including three in the NL West. Those three, the Padres, the Giants, and the Dodgers. Others weighing in include the St. Louis Cardinals, the New York Yankees, the New York Mets, and the Seattle Mariners also weighing in. Let me first be the first one to say, if the Cardinals get Soto, the Brewers are in trouble. I'm just going to tell you that right now. If Soto ends up in St. Louis with Goldschmidt and Arenado in the middle of that lineup, that is going to be a problem going forward for a lot of baseball teams. Rich get richer, except for the Mariners in that list. The Mariners are on a big run, though, right before the break. Now, is it real? Can they keep that run up? I don't know. Speaking of the rich get richer, how fair is it going to be to anybody in baseball if the Yankees or Dodgers end up with this dude? 
And yet, I would assume that most people probably cynically are expecting that those are exactly the two places he's most likely to go. Because again, the Dodgers have a really good farm system. So, you know, if he ends up in LA, it makes sense because they got a lot of guys they can give up to get him. But Mookie Betts and Juan Soto, oh my Lord. I mean, just look at the Yankees, right? Judge, Stanton, Soto, Rizzo. I mean, Go through it, Matt. It's an all-star team is what the Yankees are going to have. I'll say this. If the Mets are somehow able to snag him away, we might have to do a check on Toby Altizer because he will not be a happy camper if a division rival gets their best player. But Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette will be throwing a party in Green Bay if his Mets get Juan Soto. So there is the so other— someone will be happy. There is the other side of this, yes. We do know somebody that will be extremely happy if this uh, were to occur. But please— God, not the Cardinals. Oh, my goodness gracious. No. And I don't think the Cardinals would be able to pay Soto long-term. So I don't think you would have to deal with Arenado, Goldschmidt, and Soto long-term in the division. If you do have to deal with those three long-term in the division, uh, big problems, I think, for the Milwaukee Brewers. And for those of you listening to this going, why aren't the Brewers involved? Why aren't the Brewers calling and trying to make a deal for Juan Soto? Guys, farm system not very good. You don't have a lot of assets to give up and trade unless you want to trade Woodruff. I've said it before. If you want to trade Woodruff and some stuff in order to get him, fine. But then the Nationals have to be convinced that with you know a couple more years left on uh, team control of Woodruff, that if he pitches well, they would be able to give him the money to keep him. Now, history says the Nationals can pay guys big money to keep them. We've seen it. They've done it in the past. So a Woodruff deal and prospects or whatever for Soto, maybe. But you're giving up one of your best pitchers for a rental because there is zero chance, 0.0000000 chance that they sign Juan Soto to a long-term deal with the Milwaukee Brewers. It's not happening. So whatever you were to give up from a brewer standpoint would be for a rental. Would it help? Absolutely. Would it guarantee a World Series? No chance. But it would help. It would put you in a much better position to go to the World Series than where you are now, for sure. But if you lose Woodruff in the process, can you still get there with Corbin Burns a questionable Freddie Peralta, uh, and then Hauser, Lauer, and Ashby, if those guys actually stay here and don't get dealt? That's what I said. I mean, there's there's just no way that's going to happen. Uh, what What is going on here? What is line one? I'm not... What What is line one about AR? What you do don't we, see it? Uh, that's Chad in Green yeah, Bay Yeah, I see that. One. Right, but what does he want to talk about? Uh, Big Ten expansion. Were we talking about Big Ten expansion? At any point? No. Because I'm nice, uh, I'll, I'll bring them on, but we got to try and stay on topic. That's that's the goal of AR is to keep guys on topic. Chad in Green Bay, you're next on the Wendy's Big Show. What's up, Chad? Hey, let's go on, Sparky. Sorry to backtread. That's I, all right. What's up? Your opinion. I don't get you guys talking about how is the Pac-12 coming to the Big Ten going to make the big make Wisconsin get more recruits in California? I don't get that rationale. Are we just going to get the guys that USC and UCLA don't want? Or I don't get why they'll come to Wisconsin just because USC, USC and UCLA are coming. Uh, so this is the so this is my thought. Um, first of all, Wisconsin has already been recruiting California. Paul Chris had ties out there, so we've already seen them 
recruiting that area of the country already. He recruited far more than Bielema ever did when he was here. So you already kind of got that in there. I think part of uh, the Big Ten expansion thing is to be in the L.A. market for the TV money, right? That That's what you want. You want to be able to get as much TV money as possible, spread it out over uh, all these different universities so they're all going to get you know $100 million or whatever the case may be out of this deal. Okay, fine. From a football standpoint, from a recruiting standpoint, I think USC and UCLA will be able to recruit the Midwest better uh, than they were able to recruit before because now if the opportunity is, okay, I can stay home, play close to home, uh, and let's say play at Illinois or Northwestern or wherever the case may be, or UCLA, uh, that kid may say, you know what? Mom and dad can still watch me now because we're in the we're in the same conference. I'm going to be home, whether I'm playing at Northwestern, Illinois, Camp Randall, Purdue, whatever. So to be able to watch me a couple of games. See, before it was, we're going to go all the way out there, and then you're going to have to go by the Pac-12 network, one. Two, we never come close to playing anywhere in the Midwest more times than not if you're at UCLA or USC. So you're going to have to get in your car, drive all the way out there, or fly out there to come see me. I think part of that is um, a family perspective as far as um, what they want to do. And I literally just heard a story. What was it? Last week? Um, uh, talking to a dad who said uh, whose daughter is is very good in softball and had ruled out, you know, going to the West Coast necessarily. Uh, and once that happened, now she's reconsidering and wanting to take a visit and wasn't even thinking about it before because she didn't want to uh, – you know, be that far out there and put her parents in the situation that we were just talking about. Are you there, Chad? He hung up. Maybe I answered his question. He didn't have a follow-up. Which is very efficient. Which, which is fine. I mean, if, if that's fine. Doug in Luxembourg, you are next on the Wendy's Big Show with me, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Gary and Leroy off today doing a Packer event. They'll be back tomorrow. What's up? I uh, just wanted to comment on uh, uh, Woodruff's souls. Uh, Soto deal. Sure. I don't think it would. I don't think it would uh, benefit the Brewers to get rid of Woodruff. I think the only reason the Brewers' record is what it is is because of the pitching so far. And to lose one more pitcher for a bat, I don't think that that's going to solve any problems. They might score a few more runs, but their pitching is getting worse. The pitching is is trending down. It's not trending up. You don't want to lose any more pitchers. That's well, why they've lost eight out of the last 11. Right. I mean, Hauser has definitely taken a step back. Uh, Eric Lauer uh, has gotten better his last couple of starts. We'll see if he can maintain that in the second half. Woodruff has pitched much better since he came off of injury. Peralta, you don't know if he's going to be the same one way or the other. Uh, either when he comes back. So you're right. I mean, there are some questions about the starting pitching. It's not as locks or it's not as solid uh, as maybe as was last year at this point where you were having surprise seasons from both Lauer and Hauser that you didn't expect. Uh, then you run it back again and realize that maybe they're not capable of doing that again. But we'll see. We got two months left. But you're right. Getting Woodruff, Woodruff would leave a, a huge hole that I'm not sure Soto would be able to replace or fill. Thanks for the call, Doug. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. Yusuf tweets at Big Show Network. How about trading Hater and flipping those prospects we get in return plus some for Soto? Okay, Yusuf, let's explore that. Why would a team that stinks care about having a closer that has one year left on his deal? To me, if I was running the Nationals, I'd have zero interest. If I'm running 
the Nationals. I want young starting pitching, right? So I probably want young starting pitching at the major league level or somebody I have control over for a couple of years. And I probably want young starting pitching at the minor league level. That's what I'm looking to accomplish. Pitching, 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 pitching. But starting pitching. How I would go about it if I was an organization, closer would be one of the last things I'd be concerned about building a team. It just wouldn't be a thing. When you're winning 70 games, who cares who your closer is? It doesn't matter. You're not good enough to do anything anyhow. So it doesn't matter. Or who your setup guy is or whatever. No. It's more about, okay, where is my offense coming from? Where do I need help with sticks? And then who is going to be my rotation? That's what you're trying to develop. Go back to the Ned Yost days. When they brought up uh, Braun and Fielder and all those guys, right? They were literally just rotating through guys. They were picking up off a scrap heap and turning them into something for a year or two. Danny Cole, Derek Turnbow, those guys, Axford for a, a minute. I mean, those guys were guys that they weren't highly touted prospects that came up through the Brewers farm system and, and were, or were studs on another team that they gave up a bunch of capital to go get. None of that. Yeah, but guys, these, these guys were just guys who, credit to the Brewers pitching, staff, uh, pitching coaches, turned into something for a little short while of time. There was a period where in our house with my grandma, Derek Turnbow was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I remember that period very vividly. You know, I uh, I think the hater situation, I, I know it freaks out a majority of you when somebody says, trade Josh Hader, and you're like, oh my God, no, 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 no. It all, to me, depends on how good you think Devin Williams is and what does this team look like next year? I don't think they trade Hader this year. I really don't. Unless they really don't think they can compete for a World Series. And again, you could argue, with or without Hader, they may not be a World Series contender. But if in their mind, David Stern, the Matt Arnold, if in their mind, that when they talk, they're talking about, hey, we're this away from a World Series. This is attainable. We can get this done. Then they're not moving Josh Hader. No chance. But if there is the conversation of we aren't going to be able to get enough to get us over the Dodger hump or to get us over uh, the Yankees hump or the Braves hump or whoever they think the teams are that are going to present problems for them, the Mets, right? We, we aren't going to be able to get enough at the deadline. But if we move Hader and we give Hader to one of the teams that is trying to win this thing, we could get a much bigger haul now than we would in the offseason. I think they keep Hader and they trade him in the offseason. That would be my guess. Maybe not. Maybe they'll go into next season with Hader and play it out like they did Fielder, not this regime, but Doug's regime, Melvin, uh, and get nothing for him. They held on to Fielder because they were going to try and go for a World Series. And that year, specifically, they thought they had a, as good a chance as they'd ever had previously and they were not breaking that up. They were looking to add, and they were fine having Fielder walk away. Now, if this offseason comes, and they redo this offense, and they feel much better about this offense, then that would make sense to me. But if this offseason comes and goes, and it's virtually the, the same lineup, then I, 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 
I will be questioning it going into spring training next year of why he's still on the team if the same guys are on this roster. If we look one through nine, it's virtually the same. I'm just going to shrug my shoulders and go, why? What, what are we doing? Uh, all right, we'll take a quick time. I'll come back on the other side. We're going to talk a little bit more. We got into a little bit last hour. Got a ton of response um, on it and wanted to get into that. Uh, got another tweet that just came here. Jason says, Ashby, who reminds me of Manny Parra, uh, would have to be in the package with probably Freddie Peralta, who is a team-friendly deal for four more years with prospects, would be the only chance and not even saying I'd do that. Ashby and Peralta? No, there's no way. I'm not trading Ashby and Peralta. Who's your third pitcher at that point? Lauer? And then Small ends up in the rotation with Hauser? Oh, no. No, no, no. You're giving up way, way too much for Juan Soto at that point as far as, I mean, they may not think you're giving up too much, but from your perspective, if you're trying to still compete this year and this is a rental, you can't be giving up that much. Not at the major league level. Minor league level, you want to give up three, four, five pitching prospects, do what you got to do. But the major league level, if you're trying to win a World Series still, no, you, you can't be doing that. Border to Border, the big show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Radio Network. Big show, surfing up hot and fresh. Download that Wendy's app today. Find people. Download it today. Get the store locator and figure out uh, the nearest Wendy's when you're traveling around. That's always helpful. That's Leroy's. Uh, loves that feature. Plus, you can earn yourself some free food by earning points. Every time you buy food, just scan your QR code in the drive-thru or at the uh, inside the restaurant. Their dining rooms are open, in case you didn't know, at Wendy's uh, as well. That works. Uh, plus you get offers that have nothing to do with the points. So really you can use an offer and 
uh, one of your rewards at the same time and take advantage of both and save yourself even more money uh, with the great fine folks over at Wendy's and the food is just unbelievable. So good. Love me some Wendy's. Uh, So make sure to download that Wendy's app today. All right. So uh, earlier in the show, we we got into talking about uh, the article in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel uh, with uh, the big shows, Leroy Butler. And we have not seen, well, I have not seen uh, Leroy um, for quite a while. So Leroy now will be back tomorrow. So maybe we can jump into this a bit more with Leroy. But Leroy apparently um, has interest in buying a WNBA team with maybe a group of investors. And he wants to raise somewhere in the area of $100 million uh, with, between him and his investors. So that's his thought process. He thinks it would be you know, fire, I think, to use the flaming emoji or whatever uh, to do it. So the question is this. If you could add one pro sports league team to the area that isn't currently here, which league would you pick to have a team in? Uh, and you can tweet us at Big Show Network, or you can dial it up, the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Start your deal today at vanhornauto.com. All right, AR. So you were going back and forth about this whole NHL thing when we talked about it last time. So what is your choice then? Well, okay. So I did post quite a thread about an NHL team in Milwaukee. If you want to read it at Adam Roberts MKA, go ahead. My thought on it was, and I mentioned some numbers to you. The expansion fee for an NHL team right now is $650 million. The Seattle Kraken, the most recent expansion to the league had to pay that price how much 650 million dollars yeah that's a lot of money it is my thought is any expansion team regardless of league is going to have to make that fee back now in a league like mls perhaps the wnba that fee is going to be substantially smaller and it is more reasonable to assume that if a team from those leagues doesn't exactly succeed right away it's not going to be as much pressure on the organization to try and make that money back. With an NHL team, there's going to be pressure right away to recoup that money. And I have a very funny feeling that a lot of that recouping is going to have to come out of the hands of the people who want to go and watch this game. Now, there will be a TV deal that would come as a part of that. That's going to be a big part of it, too. Wait, 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 wait. What? What, What TV deal? They're not making any money on the Brewers, and you're not making any money on the Bucks with their local TV deals as is. So now you're going to add a third team to compete for TV ratings against the Bucks because they play at the same time. It's the NBA versus NHL. So Bally Sports Wisconsin is going to run the NHL hockey games and the Milwaukee Bucks games. And then, like we have already, where you have dueling games between the, say, Brewers and Bucks, and the Brewers are in the postseason— one is on, you know, one channel. One is on the secondary or alternate channel. You're going to have the exact same thing at a more frequent rate if that were to go down, especially if the NHL team is playing in a different arena other than what the Bucks are at Pfizer. Now, keep in mind, Sparky, the NHL has a rights partnership with TV with ESPN and Turner Sports, so they carry a lot of those games. Remember, I was going on and on about That's how— That's dandy, but you still have the local deals for all these teams. I mean, the Minnesota Wild are on Bally Sports North all the time. We get stuck watching it. 
Well, yeah, we do get stuck watching that team every now and then. Well, I'm not making fun. I'm not, oh, let me rephrase. I don't know anything about the Minnesota Wild, so maybe they're good, maybe they're not. I don't care. My yeah. point is, I don't want to watch Minnesota sports on my app or on my on uh, my TV. You and right? I both. I don't. So if it's Valley Sports Wisconsin, don't show me Minnesota sports. That's my view. If you have Valley Sports North, then by all means, show all the Minnesota stuff you want. But as somebody that lives here and could care less about Minnesota sports, I don't want to watch it, and I get stuck with the Wild on there, and I don't watch it. I turn the channel. But now, in place of those games, you would have the NHL team. Now, the other thing that comes up about all of this, about the NHL and Milwaukee, uh, is this, because some interesting takes on all of this. Uh, Wayne2121 says, NHL, of course, but I would bring it to Wisconsin and not even have them play Milwaukee. I like the Madison idea or even something off 94 around Waukesha or Brookfield. That's not a very, that's not a horrible point because remember, Pfizer is not designed to be an NHL arena. And I am for damn sure positive that the NHL is not putting an, a team in Panther Arena. No, 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 no. You don't have enough seats. No. No, you'd have to build a new stadium. Um, would an NHL team survive uh, and make enough money in Madison? Is there enough of a population in the surrounding areas to where night in, night out, they could put butts in seats? Dane County is growing pretty massively. The Madison area is one of the quickest growing metro areas, if you want to call it that, in the entire country. And I see Madison kind of doing on the graph, up, 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 and Milwaukee's kind of in this up and down, up and down sure. line. Yeah. So from that perspective, Dane County, Madison is growing. Feasibly, if we're talking doing this maybe eight, ten years down the line, it's reasonable to assume Madison could have about 350 some odd thousand people close to it if it's at the rate it's growing right now. I think uh, you look at some of the other cities, like especially in Canada. Now, Canada is a different beast with hockey because it's Canada. You can have a team in a place like Edmonton, which has about, I think, six, seven hundred thousand people way up north in Alberta because it's Canada. So it's a little bit different, but I would be. Very curious to see if that would be proposed because, yeah, where are you going to put a new arena in Milwaukee? I know we're building this new soccer stadium. They have a little plot for that. Yeah, I don't what, really know where else they would put a hockey arena. What, what about by by American Family Field? We were just talking about that the other day, about that whole district that they're talking about wanting to build. And again, we're years from this. But if, if they want to build an entertainment district out there, we had the conversation about you have to have a focal point outside of that baseball stadium to draw people. There's got to be something else to bring people in. That would be that would be it, right? Because there goes your now, dream of the softball stadium. Complex. It does. Softball stadium goes away, but that's okay. But in this situation, it really works out perfect because that becomes the draw when it's cold outside. When American Family Field is vacant, you could essentially use their parking lot for hockey games. And then once you get into summertime and hockey is done, then they go. Now, the only problem and complication of all this would then be what happens if they're cross in the playoffs mm -hmm. and then you cross over during playoff time. That becomes an issue. Well, so I don't know how you alleviate that issue necessarily, but that would be a place to put it. Well, look at Philadelphia. I mean, now I know the 76ers are about to bolt. They're talking about a new $1.3 billion facility downtown. In 10 years. Yeah. But right now, they, the Phillies, and the Flyers all have their arenas in that same block of South Philadelphia. So they've somehow been able to work that around. And sure. then the Lynx right there, too. Yep. They literally have all of their sports arenas in one little slot of South Philadelphia. You know, and the Brewers obviously would have to be on board if they are going to do something along these lines because 
you would have to be willing to be flexible or the NHL would have to be willing to be flexible with the Brewers as far as if you're not going to come up with, you know, their own type of parking and you are going to play out of their parking lot uh, of the American Family Field parking lot for parking. Think about that, too. Think about it. Boy, oh, boy. Ooh-hoo. Would you think about that? So right now for the Bucs, you, know, you can't tailgate. But you would be able to tailgate for an NHL hockey team if they're sharing that parking lot. And for anyone who's saying, oh, I would never tailgate a hockey game in February. Yeah, right. You tailgate you for Packer out games? In Packer games when right. it's 10 below. And there's the parking that's there. And then you're out on the streets walking down to Lambeau, tailgating in those parking lots. You absolutely would tailgate for hockey. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. I think people would definitely tailgate for hockey. No question. We'll come back, continue on with this. If you could add one pro sports league team to the, uh, the area that isn't currently here. Now, again, I'm not saying Milwaukee. It could be Madison, Green Bay, Lacrosse, Wausau. I don't care where it is. Just tell me, where would you... What league would you want to pick from, uh, and then what team would you want? Leroy Butler uh, talking about it in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel article about wanting to own a WNBA team and bring it to Milwaukee. That's why we're asking the question. Dial it up, the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Tweet us at Big Show Network. Wisconsin-wide, the Big Show Radio Network. Once there was this girl Big show, serving up hot and fresh. The Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Other side of the glass is A.R. Adam Roberts is here. Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler return tomorrow at a Packer event today. If you missed anything on today's show, plenty of time for you to go back and listen, right? Ted Davis, retired Bucks play-by-play announcer. Uh, he was on in the first hour of the show, uh, celebrating the one-year anniversary that was yesterday for the Bucks winning the championship. Tim Allen, G. Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show in Milwaukee on 1250 AM. The Fan back on the air again tomorrow night after Brewers and Rockies on your Odyssey app. He was on in the second hour. And then, of course, last hour, Jake Kokorowski, Wisconsin State Journal and Madison.com. I'm talking about badges recruiting the lack thereof, really, uh, in the last hour. So any of those... Uh, interest you make sure to go back and check it out again bigshownetwork.com asking you if you get one pro sports league team to the area that isn't currently here which league would you pick to have a team in real nice and simple which which team would it be justin tweet at big show network i would do wnba and put it in oshkosh where the herd uh is in the same arena since they do have the wisconsin uh glow playing there already Perfect arena and just turn the glow into the team since it's a women's team already. Do a name change or leave it in cool colors and logo. How big of an arena do the Wisconsin herd play in? That is what I would like to know. Now, I would assume it's got to be at least 10,000 would be my guess. I am guilty of saying I've never been to a Wisconsin herd basketball game. Guilty as charged. Uh, But I'd like to know how big that arena is. So the capacity of the Oshkosh Arena, formerly nominee Nation Arena, is a 3,500 spectator capacity. 
3,500? 3,500 spectators. That's not going to work. That's not big enough. Probably not. That's, that's, that's definitely not big enough. I mean, Seattle's WNBA team is drawing 10,000. So you're going to have to have an arena somewhere in the area of seven to 10,000 people would be my guess uh, in order to pull that off. So that, that is, that's way too small in order to pull that off uh, in Oshkosh. And again, Oshkosh is an interesting run, right? Because who are you going to pull from to go watch these games? Milwaukee will pull from Milwaukee a little bit, right? Um, are you going to pull from Green Bay? Are you going to pull from Madison? Where do you pull from? I don't think Madison, but where do you pull from as far as how you're going to get more people there? Because Oshkosh is a decent size. I just don't know if it's big enough. Yeah, I think he might. The uh, tweeter who sent that in is probably hoping that the Fox Valley would be the target. But at that point, you just might as well put it in Appleton or somewhere around that area. Yeah, because I think Oshkosh has about 70K. And then, yeah, you were kind of smack dab in the middle of Green Bay and Milwaukee. But, yeah, at that point, I'd probably just put it in Appleton. Uh, Jacob uh, tweets at Big Show Network. It's the NHL. The Badgers are an excellent hockey program. Wisconsin fans love hockey, and it's never made sense to me how they didn't have a team. That's Jacob tweeting at Big Show uh, Network. NHL, by far and away, the winner of this question. And I expected that to be the case. It really is the winner. I mean, it's not even remotely close. I mean, the MLS has a couple of votes, uh, WNBA with a couple of votes, but by far and away, the NHL with the win. And look, youth hockey, um, I don't know how big it is in the rest of the state, uh, but it, it is definitely, I think, growing in popularity uh, in this part of the state. How big was youth hockey out in lacrosse, AR? Uh, you know, honestly, from what I remember, and you know, Pops could probably correct me if this is wrong, but it always, John Papadopoulos from the Sports Lead ESPN Lacrosse. Correct. It always seems like hockey wasn't as big as that basketball is king in lacrosse. Johnny Davis was and Kobe King before him, they were local icons in the high school basketball world. And everyone, myself included, was right there following along with everything that they were doing while they were at Central. So high school basketball and just basketball in general really is, I think, the biggest thing people are interested in. UWL, obviously the Eagles. Sure. They're, since uh, Mike Schmidt came and changed that program's trajectory around, they've been drawing consistently good numbers for them. Yeah, I think college football and then high school basketball are the two big ones. Hockey, it, they have a co-op team between lacrosse and Onalaska, and then they have the Avalanche, which has like Holman, Aquinas, and all of those schools, GET. I never really thought that it got that much run. I do know that a lot of people would listen to the Badger hockey games when we would carry them on the station. And then when they would uh, go, they would go on their runs. We would consistently carry them and people would say, Oh, I listened to the hockey games for sure on the cross. Badgers hockey, very popular around mm-hmm. the state of Wisconsin without question. Very popular. Tony Granado. Yes. Uh, warrior poet tweet that big show network, personally the MLS, but from a viability standpoint for the city of Milwaukee, NHL may be uh, with it. Seems like a decent chunk of fans in southeastern Wisconsin. Any word on the, quote, team that would be using the Iron District proposed field? Mm -hmm. That is going to be the second level team. That's the United, what is that, the United States Soccer League or something like that? USL, I believe. Yeah, USL, yeah. That's what that's going to be. So that's that's essentially the league under the MLS. So essentially the Admirals of soccer. That'd be accurate, kind of, sort of, right? Yeah, I would say so. I think that's kind of what it is. yeah, and that 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 stadium is going to be relatively small. 
So it's not like it's a 20,000 seat stadium. It's a few thousand seats. Um, not big enough by any stretch of the imagination to host uh, an MLS team. Uh, not enough seats. They would have to build a whole new stadium uh, in order to get an MLS team in Milwaukee. And that's the other thing about this that we haven't really discussed is going off Leroy Butler, you know, apparently wanting to own a WNBA team now as it was in the Journal Sentinel today. Uh, if they do want an MLS team or an NHL team or whatever, you're going to need a new arena or a new stadium, however you want to look at it. That's going to have to happen. The WNBA thing, that I don't think. I, I, I think, I, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I think you could roll that into Panther Arena and be just fine at the end of the day. I really do. I think it would be fine. And then you work out the schedule, obviously, with the Admirals at Panther Arena. Um, and, and now you put more people going to Panther Arena, which I think is a good thing, a positive thing. They've they've spent a bunch of money on that arena in the last several years since the Admirals got in there. Harris Turr has dumped a bunch of money into redoing the inside of that arena. Um, and it it is really nice inside right now. For context, when we're looking at MLS capacities and how big it would have to be for a stadium to be reasonably in that range, the smallest MLS arena, i am got the list in front of me, it looks like there's one in Santa Clara that's 7,000 seats, but that, that can't be right because that team plays in Levi's, which is an NFL stadium right. that holds almost 70K. Correct. So the smallest ones I'm seeing are like 18K in San Jose, uh, Kansas City, Sporting KC. They have about 19,000 for theirs. Uh, the Denver team plays in Colorado Rapids, or they are the Colorado Rapids. That's 18K, so... That's the small end. This stadium, downtown Milwaukee, I think they were doing like 8,500 max. Yes, very small. It won't be big enough, I don't think, for an MLS team. Uh, Jacob, hot take purveyor, uh, tweets at Big Show Network. I feel like I'd love hockey if they had an NHL team here. I try to become a Kraken fan. That's the Seattle team. But I'm just one of those guys whose teams have to be local. Uh, That's Jacob, the hot take purveyor uh, on Twitter. A Gunslinger 12 tweets at Big Show Network. First of all, I really, really, really hope Leroy knows what he's doing. The WNBA loses $10 million a year. It's not profitable, and I cannot think of a worse place to put my money. But I haven't crunched the numbers like he has. With that said, the NHL is the only correct answer here. That's from Gunslinger 12. But do understand, and I don't know about the loss of money and so forth, but they still do have a TV deal. Uh, in place, and they're going to get another TV deal in place. The league's not going away. Like anybody that thinks that league is going to fold is crazy. You're talking about expanding a league because it's going well, and obviously because there are cities and people that believe there is money to be made with the WNBA at this point. And a lot of people thought the MLS was going to fold as well. That just keeps expanding to cities and drawing fairly well. Um, so that obviously never happened either. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's an interesting conversation um, to have uh, going forward on this whole thing. For me, um, I, I just, I, I don't know how the WNBA would draw. And I, I'd love to hear Leroy's thoughts on how he thinks it would draw uh, in Milwaukee. And then, you know, bring up the numbers as far as what average attendance is in the WNBA. Um, and then max attendance, max attendance on average, you know, the, the best team is doing 10,000 a year. That was Seattle, right? Is that who it was? Correct. Seattle and Seattle draws well for everything. Seattle draws well for MLS. 
Seattle draws well for the Kraken. Seattle draws well for the WNBA. And Seattle obviously still wants an NBA team. That was going to be my point. I will say that about the Storm drawing 10K. I wonder if that number fluctuates at all, if like the Supersonics are still there, or if they get an expansion NBA franchise. Oh, yeah, right. Yep. I mean, I think that's a that's a great point. And will they get an NBA team? I don't know. But that if they do get an NBA team, how does that draw off the WNBA team? I think that's uh, an absolute fair point. Back after this, Wendy's Big Show. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. She's all alone. All alone in a time of need. Wendy's Big Show served up hot and fresh. Wendy's Summer Strawberry Chicken Salad is here. And it's the event of the summer. Featuring freshly prepared ingredients like a mix of salad greens, grilled chicken, oven-baked, crispy, apple, wood, smoked, bacon, Candied almonds, Italian cheesy blend, and to top it all off, fresh summer strawberries. Yummy. All beautifully tossed together and served with a side of sweet champagne vinaigrette. Only at Wendy's. Don't miss the fan favorite, the summer strawberry chicken salad. Choose wisely and choose Wendy's. And uh, it's still got just people tweeting in about this whole conversation that we have going here. Uh, about uh, Leroy's uh, idea of the WNBA and how that whole thing would play out. And the question just is, if you could have one pro sports league uh, team to the area that isn't currently here, which league would you pick? Chef Oz says MLS, that's more likely to get fan support because of a heavy, heavy immigrant population in the greater Milwaukee area than the WNBA. Which do you think would draw more people, AR? Do you think the... MLS would outdraw the NHL uh, on average attendance over a course of a season. Uh, no. It, I mean, Milwaukee NHL team, regardless of what I said, people are still going to want to go and support that team. I, th- I think NHL would outdraw MLS. Now, MLS would, I think, draw, outdraw, if I can get my words straight, the WNBA expansion. If I'm just guesstimating, I feel it would be close, but MLS would probably draw a little bit better. Uh, Chef Oz continues. Admirals can barely fit in an 8,000-seating arena. There isn't really a market for the NHL in the city from a demographic standpoint. Maybe if you venture out to the Green Bay area, MLS is the obvious one to me, says Chef Oz. I disagree a little with the uh, there isn't a market for the NHL and from a demographic perspective. I kind of disagree with that. I think if you asked a lot of people in this area, hey, do you at least think hockey is cool would you go to a hockey game if you knew there was a team just down the road or wherever it is yeah i consider it i i think most people would say yes nhl you have to be specific yes nhl because again i'm not a hockey guy but i love going to admirals games so there's there's a difference there right so i don't know that would be a great survey how many people that go to milwaukee admirals games are fans of an NHL team and watch the NHL during the season. I would imagine that most don't. I would imagine most that go to Admirals games probably aren't watching a certain NHL team like they do the Brewers, Bucks, or Packers. Maybe the Predators? Maybe. Maybe. But, I mean, there's Blackhawks fans all over the place in southeastern Wisconsin because you have got all these people that moved up here from Chicago. So, I mean, that that definitely exists, the, the Blackhawk part of it. You have Minnesota Wild fan all over because you have a ton of Minneapolis transplants and Minnesota transplants all over Wisconsin, especially out in ESPN lacrosse. I'm sure there's plenty of Minnesota Wild fans out there. But 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 again, 
because, I mean, Minnesota Wild, I guess, are on TV like we talked about earlier. Uh, but the Blackhawks or whatever else, they're still going to be Blackhawks fans. So even if you put a team in Milwaukee, you're not going to change their allegiance. And the Minnesota fans, you're not going to change their allegiance. So you're going to be pulling from a fan base that doesn't watch the sport, more than likely. It would be a tall order for sure. And again, I will just say to finish my thoughts, if you do get that expansion team in particular, be prepared to pay for that team being here. I'm yeah, just telling you now. You'll have to pay taxes on a new stadium or whatever the case may be. But you're going to have to do the same thing with a brand new MLS stadium because that's going to have to be built from scratch too. No Good matter conversation, what. Outside though. of WNBA, you would have to pay taxes on something. We'll get back at it again tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show. Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler return tomorrow. Have a good one. Toodles. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.